My name is Jordan Lewis. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Reevolve Media Revolution Podcast, featuring Kay the Chosen. Humanity has been in a crazy shift for the last couple of decades, and we've been transitioning at a slow pace. I think the slow pace has been necessary, but we're nearing what is going to be a huge shift in how we operate on a day-to-day basis. This is evident in that it's already started happening with the world shutting down from COVID. But think of those changes that have only just started to occur and the large-scale impact that they will have on the human race in the near and long term. People are learning how ineffective leadership has been and how outdated certain methods of operation have been. I know I'm excited for what's to come with these ships alone representing huge progress moving forward. We're still at the beginning of what is to come, and we're definitely not past the hard part. One thing that I find made the transition easier for me is that I've started to question everything about myself. Why do I do the things that I do, and what makes me do them in the particular ways that I choose to? This introspection has allowed me to fine-tune the habits that have been trained into me, as well as completely forgo the ones that don't serve me anymore. I've discovered something against the grain of how I was raised, but I think it's very important to make people aware of this. We don't learn the same lessons or have the same interactions through similar experiences. Human beings are way too complex for that. Yet, we are still put through the same processes with similar expectations. Kate the Chosen and I outline certain elements of this truth. All right, so we've got Tabo here. He goes as K the Chosen. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing great. So you're actually from from Calgary, right? Yeah. Um. So I'm actually an international student from Zimbabwe, and then um, I've been in Calgary the last four, five years now. Um. Just as long as I've been doing my my business degree at the UFC. Gotcha, man. That must be interesting. I heard a lot of international students popping back home due to the the current condition of the world. Yeah, um, I think for me, because I'm so close to finishing my degree, um, I figured I'd stay because um, I guess the situation has been so volatile right now. It's like if I leave, I might not be able to come back. And, you know, part of the reason I came to Canada, exactly, you know, was to be able to then work here after I graduate. So it seemed like the safer bet to just stay. Um, and also just like the fear of maybe getting sick while I'm traveling, right? It's it's a long journey from here to Zimbabwe. So I was like, oh, so if I trapped. stay, I'm less likely to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not trapped. <laughs> not trapped. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, but, you've already uh, been here for four years. It must, yeah. it must feel like home already, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, I, I like Calgary. It's a really nice city. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. So tell me about that transition from moving uh, back home to here. We'll just go um, through that real quick and then we'll get jump into your artistry. For sure. So it's weird. I feel um, Canada is a very polite, very modern, very chill society, especially Calgary specifically. Yeah. Very diverse city with a lot of different That's people. True. Yeah. And, and coming by from Zimbabwe. And by application. Exactly. Um, and coming from Zimbabwe, uh, we've got a very diverse group of people too. So like um, when I went to primary school, it was, you know, a good mix of different ethnicities, even though um, the board of our school was actually Muslim. So I learned a lot about the Muslim culture just from going to school there. Um, So I don't know, it felt kind of easy to integrate into Calgary because I'm so familiar with different uh, people from different backgrounds. Oh, that's Um, interesting. So similar levels of diversity then? Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting just like, I don't know, there are times when I feel like Calgary kind of feels like Harare. Obviously, the language are different the the architecture is different Um, but for the most part it feels the same um just in terms of how i feel with people like the people i think are about the same level of friendliness yeah um that's awesome man so it's literally just the scenes that have changed but exactly kind of and the weather that's that's interesting huge difference in weather okay okay (laughs) i thought you were seeing the weather same i'm like holy shit no 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 no, definitely not yeah zimbabwe is in southern africa so for us okay For us, like 10 degrees is cold. When I got here and it got to zero, I was like, no. And then it got to like negative 30 one of these years. And I did not leave my house that whole week. I was Man. like, nah, nah, how did nah, you? Nah. How did you begin acclimating to that? Because I had a cousin come down from Florida and he, yeah. he was born and raised in Calgary, man. He just he mm-hmm. was there for like five years before he came here. But it was probably, like you said, like 10 degrees. And he was he had a jacket on and he was shivering in a corner. But he was wasted. So <laughs> points to him for that. But like... 
You know what I mean? How'd you acclimate yourself to that? Um, so I guess I'm lucky in that I came in fall. So already fall for me was super cold, but it allowed me to kind of appreciate the difference in temperature because I think by the time that winter came, I'd had time to go and buy boots, buy a coat and everything like that. And I'd already learned um, all the tunnels on campus because I lived in residence first and second year. Yeah. So by the time winter came, trust, I never went outside. I would walk from res to my classes indoors all the time. Like I knew you all watched. the tunnels. Um, yeah. so by the time uh, that winter came around, I was adjusting. Exactly. Exactly. So like, of course it took yeah. longer to get to my classes, but for me, I was like, definitely worth it. This snow thing. It's cool from indoors. I like seeing it. Like it, it, it's beautiful, but I don't want to be yeah. in it. I'll just watch from indoors. <laughs> so, and you still, still feel that way to this day? Um, yeah, like I'm not, you know, like I don't mind winter, winter as much, but I definitely feel, I think, especially when I was living in Zimbabwe, I didn't get this whole thing about summer vibes and springtime and all that. Cause I think for us, we pretty much have a dry season and a wet season. So yeah. you can kind Is of like do most things. Six months? Kind of like it's, it's not exactly, but it's something yeah. like that. Where like the year is kind of split in half. It gets a little bit colder, but it's not so much so that it affects the activities you do. Yeah. Whereas here, obviously, you can't go swimming in December unless it's an indoor pool. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. For so sure. even just seeing the difference in the seasons made me really understand. Okay, this is why certain events happen in summer. This is why certain events happen in spring. Um. So I think I've come to appreciate each season because of that but if i was to pick winter is definitely not my favorite i think i'd go spring summer <laughs> for winter lost because i'm yeah, like it's just too cold yeah. to do anything i don't want to do anything in winter that's fair man but you you picked a poor place to dislike winter because in calgary i i know the because I, I was born and raised in calgary as well yeah. and we're based out of calgary uh-huh. and i know the the running joke is that we have two seasons winter and construction yes <gasps> and it's so true it's so freaking true man <laughs> it's ridiculous the amount right. of Times, my dude, yeah. Bros just being like reconstructed, like yeah, yeah. That's hundred yeah. percent. And then when they're not being reconstructed, when it's uh, when it's not hard to get around because of those obstacles, boom, icy roads. Cold, there you go. Cold weather, sleet. Yep. Gotta oh, love the, it, right? the recent hail that's been killing us too. I don't know if you've been affected. It's weird. We only got hit by the hail once, where it seems to be there almost was two like to two times in the northeast yeah. of Calgary. Yeah, which is which is why it's like heavily. we're in the northwest. And yeah. um even the one day that it hailed, it happened for like five minutes. But then yeah. I went on like the news. Flash. Yeah. And everyone else had been hit like really heavy, like like you know, the sidings of houses had been damaged. Um, even the floods. I'm like, I don't understand how these roads are getting flooded because yeah. our rain comes and then it goes, comes and goes. It's weird. You think that these are two different cities. That's for real, man. Well, I, I actually took to YouTube for the news for that because you can just kind of get people's like eye on the streets and yeah. you'd see, uh, I guess the streets were flooding because the, uh, I don't know what to call it, the sewer system was backing up. And so water was uh, kind of like gushing up from those systems. Okay. Yeah. It, that it, it makes must sense. be like overflow from the uh from like flood ponds or stuff i don't know if you've seen those around calgary they're kind of just like fields that are like lowered into hills yeah yeah and they have massive grates that collect all the water and that just creates chaos when the hail rains down yeah that makes absolute sense yeah that's crazy man um sweet so uh earlier before before we actually got on the record we were talking about uh we were supposed to do this interview yesterday and we had a little bit of uh technical difficulties on your end that that's that was entirely random but honestly when it comes like that uh to stuff like that with me man Mm -hmm. i fully believe that like time and place is important and like i I told you you can't mess with fate and i don't know maybe for some reason we were supposed to have this interview at this time and not not yesterday not yesterday yeah yeah i feel that i feel that i think Everything happens when it's meant to. There you go, exactly. So you were telling me you were telling me that you're more of an early bird than other people, or was it you just go to sleep earlier than other people? Um, and so that's why we can do our, our interview last night. So for me, like I like to respect my time. And I find one of the most important ways to get yourself to respect your own time is to make sure that you create boundaries that make other people respect your time. Um, And what I mean by that is, especially as artists, I think a lot of us are used to working late into the night or early morning, which if you're an early bird, if you're like a night owl, makes absolute sense to you. But for me, I know that my most productive days happen when I wake up early in the morning, go to the gym, you know, um, you know, do a little bit of meditation in the morning and by like eight o'clock, I'm ready for the day. But if I sleep late, that throws off that cycle, right? And then that means I start the day yeah. later, you know, so my productivity goes down. Um, yeah. And I know my best art kind of happens in the middle of the day, not necessarily at the end of the day. So I don't know, when I become a big artist, I have no idea how I'm going to do that because I know... Um, 
most labels like to start later in the day. I'm the kind of person who would rather go from 9 to 5. At 5 p.m., I'm done. No more recording, yeah, yeah. no more new music. Um, and even with performances, I prefer middle of the day towards uh, compared to late night because at night, I'm running on lower energy, so I can't give as much of myself to you as I'd like to. Um, so yeah, so because of that, like I've set my phone like at, at 9 o'clock, it turns to uh, do not disturb mode. You know, it goes into grayscale so that I'm spending less time on my phone. You automatically People can't that, yeah. contact me. Don't you ever yeah. miss important uh, details? After nine o'clock, like someone's trying well, to get you. Well, think about it this way. Here. Who needs me at nine o'clock, though? Like, I mean, obviously, like it'll still ring for emergency. So it's said, like, if someone calls me three times, it then puts the call through. It's yeah. like, okay, this person called you uh, three times in a row. A it's an emergency. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, in terms of work, I'm like, there's no work that's important that would only get to me at nine p.m. That doesn't make sense. Like, why is this only important at the end of the day? Um, yeah. And that's why I was saying this could morning. You, I couldn't was, you have got to me at eight fifty nine? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> that one minute is important. Um, so I mean, obviously, yeah, I will make ex- uh, like excuses when it's when it's important. Um, but yeah, for me, I just like to you know monitor my day because it also makes sure that I give um, more time to you know the people that matter. And like, so if I'm I'm chilling at home, like at nine p.m., it means I can then have like more casual conversations, um, you know, with my roommate, or with my girlfriend, or whatever, um, as opposed to like working up until midnight and then trying to have conversations when people are trying to sleep. You know, it's like no, 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 no. By this time, I should be chilling. I'm reading a book or I'm having a chill conversation with someone who's in the room with me or, you know, I'm just zoning out. Like, I think it's important to protect um, our own personal health so that we can continue to give people like the same level of quality, right, of uh, whatever it is you're doing, whether it's artistry or a professional job or whatever. But if you don't respect your own time, no one else will respect your time, you know. That's brilliant. So do you mean uh, by boundaries as in like kind of like timeline limitations or do you mean kind of more strict like actual, sorry, by timeline limitations, I mean like duration. Mm -hmm. Or do you mean more like, like you said, at eight o'clock, I'm already done my morning routine. And at nine o'clock, my phone goes into uh, the the do not disturb mode. Like in between that, do you have other like kind of set boundaries? Or is it like kind of like duration wise? Um, I think it's a bit of both. So I'm the kind of person who plans my week at least uh, a week in advance. That's brilliant. So, like to a T, like you can't fit anything else more in it or? Well, not to a T, but more like I have a general idea of which days are busy. So like if someone asked me to hang out on Tuesday, let's say, I could say no, not because I'm busy from eight until nine, but more because I know I've got three major things I'm doing that day. So it's like, well, if I see you after these th- things, I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to give you the energy you deserve. So that's where it's like, it's saying. not necessarily a duration thing. It's more of a knowing myself enough to be like, cool, if I'm doing, let's say um, I'm doing a shoot here, I'm helping and volunteering here, and then I've got a long phone call there. I'm like, if it's a social thing, hang out with a friend, probably I can do that because like it doesn't need the same energy I had I needed at the beginning. But if it's another work-based thing, like someone's like, oh, let's have a writing session or something like that. And I'm like, well, to be honest, because of the shoot and the interview and the this, I'm going to be tired. So I'm not going to give you my best work. So let's just make it Wednesday instead. And it's not that I'm busy the whole of Tuesday. It's just that I've noted that enough energy has been spent on Tuesday. Let's move what you want to do to the next day. So it's not always a duration thing, but more of uh, anticipating... Um, how tired I'll be by the end of that day or by the middle of that day, just so that with through the week, I'm not exhausting myself. So that's why, like, I feel like in that sense, I get to the weekend and I'm not exhausted. I know a lot of people get to the weekend and they're like, oh, I just need to sleep all day. I'm like, well, no, if I sleep an extra day this weekend, I'll be fine because I, I space things enough for myself. Man, that's, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick two things apart from that. Sure. First, first is... Uh, something you said a lot earlier is that that uh, you brought up the night owls and then you're you kind of yourself are an early bird mm-hmm. and that, that's been something that I've a little bit been struggling with myself in terms of like identity for the last little while because I've been coached into believing that if you, if you're focused and you're like you're able to do it then just mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. but what what you're saying is you're taking that but applying to if you're not um, if you don't have the energy to do it, it's not going to be really worth even that mm-hmm. little amount of energy. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm kind of discovering myself where I used to be kind of like a late night guy and up to like 4am doing things. And I yeah. was trying to transition into, uh, being that early bird and waking up at like 6am, which is kind of like sunrise these days. Yeah. Yeah. But in that transition, like I was just met with failure after failure after failure and excuse after excuse after excuse. I just wasn't able to wake up at six. Mm-hmm. But counter to that, Briar, I was always able to stay up till four and like pump out some pretty decent work. So mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's just that conflict of identity, I guess. And like either like people saying that being an early bird is like the way to go, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it really it depends on the artist or the individual. I think so too. There's this um, concept is called uh, chronotypes. chronotypes. So that just refers to um, what your schedule should look like based on when you have the most energy in the day. So this is actually something I came across like very recently, maybe two or three months ago, but I realized that what I was doing was already following those patterns. You so like you said, yeah. So like you said, you are someone who prefers to wake late into the into the or oh, early into the morning. No, no, late late into the night is what I want or what I've been doing. But early yeah. morning is what I wanted to be. But it's yeah. like my natural inclination is late night. So why am I fighting it? Exactly. That's what I was, I was saying. So like you like naturally work late into the night. So the idea is you should actually create your lifestyle to revolve around that. So for me, like I said, my phone switches off at nine because I know by eight o'clock, like I can literally feel my brain winding down. So yeah. if someone wants to hang out with me late at night, I know it's a waste of time because I will literally fall asleep during our conversations. And it's not that I'm tired. It's not <laughs> that you're boring me. It's that my body does not, is not alert at that time. That's so entirely fair. When people ask to hang out with me, I always set a time limit that's before I start winding down. So in your case, what you do is you'd work around your chronotype, which means, um, unfortunately, like you wouldn't be able to work like a normal nine to five job because you'd be asleep at nine, right? But if you can yeah. find, especially with COVID, which I think is the perfect, um, not the perfect, uh, how would I put this? Like it's, it's an a opportunity. It's It's an yeah. opportunity. There yeah, you go. it's an yeah. opportunity for people to realign their, 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 their work schedules um, yeah. because we've now learned that a lot of things can be done online. So if they don't need you early in the morning, you could totally start later, like 11 p.m., uh, 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. Yeah. Um, and then work later, like till six or seven, because anyway, the, the sun goes down later in summer anyway. So like the, the, the yeah. day is not really lost, but now you're, you're working at your peak times. And that's the whole idea, because I think, unfortunately, we all work towards the same system, but not everybody works with the same um, schedule. So that's why we have we have night owls, we have um, yeah. early birds, but we also have people in between that, so that they're not necessarily early birds, not necessarily night owls, but yeah. they still need to make sure that their schedule fits in when they're awake and when um, they are most likely to have the most energy. Um, so it's this this concept of of, of chronotypes. Um, literally, what he does is he breaks it down into four different. Um, categories uh hold on let me see if i can look them up real quick yeah for sure man chronotypes it's really fascinating stuff i mean like again it depends on how people feel about this kind of science Um, i think it's amazing man well it's it's because it applies to everyone but it's not something you're actually realizing or acknowledging Mm -hmm. but you're affected by it yeah um okay i was looking for one that has sorry i was trying to look for like a really quick one that's like gives you a good overall um it's by dr bruce Um, we, we haven't even talked about your artistry yet, and we're almost at yeah. the half point. <laughs> that's good, crazy. That's, yeah, I think this no, applies to it, though. Like, I think that's what also makes me different as an artist, where um, I generally don't like to follow what everyone else is doing. And it's not I do it to be difficult. It's more like, no, I know what I'm like. I no, I won't do this. So things like um, good. Man. I know I that hate people that just constantly jump on trends. Not that if like that's a bad strategy because that is a good strategy for some people but it's not it's not really my method either yeah yeah so the the four types are dolphin lion bear and wolf so a dolphin is someone who um, is more likely to wake up and exercise at like 6.30 a.m. Okay. Um, and go to sleep around 11.30. Yeah. Um, so their time for working, uh, yeah, so it says like work on intellectual and demanding tasks around 4 to 6 p.m. So that's crazy okay, that they wake up. Are you up. referencing this from as well? Uh, this is from Medium. Um, do you want me to send you the link? Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm familiar with the website. Okay, perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, so this is, again, this is not like a full extensive um, explanation. If you want, you'd, I'd actually say check out the TED Talk that he did. Yeah. Um, his name is Dr. Michael Bruce or Bruce. I don't know how you pronounce okay. that. Um, and if you just look up chronotypes, it'll come up. But I, I just wanted to go to the table, which kind of allows you to compare each of them. Um, yeah, let's hear it. So dolphins, you got your, your early birds, like your they early sleep birds. at 1130. Um, yeah, so they sleep at 11.30. And the funny thing is dolphins are actually not the early birds. The earliest one is the lion. So they the wake lion. up and eat breakfast around 5.30 a.m. And okay. um, 
their time for doing planning and stuff is 6 a.m., 6 to 7 a.m. So you see, like, you have wow. one that wakes up at 6.30, but should do serious work at 4, and you've got yeah. another one that wakes up at 5, but does working right after they've woken up, right? Um, and then they also sleep at 11.30. Then you've got bears who should wake up and do a few minutes of, of exercise around 7 a.m. Um, they work on difficult tax, tasks around 10 a.m. Um, wow. Nap or meditate at 2 Okay. And then they go to sleep at at 11. 7 a.m. What could the fourth start time be? So the fourth start time is 7 to 7.30 a.m. So so I'm going to say that's also like, like don't follow this to a T. Disrespectful to a sloths, man. Honestly, because he then says this person is just... Yeah. It's just like, he says... Wake up at like 7, 7.30 a.m., but sleep yeah. at midnight. I'm like, ah, some people need more than seven hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the animal for that? Sorry? This is, this is the wolf. The wolf. Yeah. Man. So I'd honestly say if you read more into it, he explains why he chose each animal and all of that. Um, but it's for me, it's more the fact that we don't all sleep the same way. And I think that's what the most important thing yeah. was. Yeah, I remember yeah. speaking to a professor who was saying that, um, you know, a lot of these things like um, being an early bird, uh, genetic and i think she said something like 60 percent of people can't change that 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 trait like if you're not an early bird it's very hard to to yeah. to force yourself to be one like some people have successfully done it it's not impossible but sure. it might actually take more effort for you to force yourself to be an early bird than to use your actual sleep schedule to your favor you know like if you start to plan your day around when you sleep and like when you feel the most energy you might actually be more productive than trying to force yourself to become an early bird so yeah to force yourself to whatever routine you're trying to unnaturally mm-hmm. incline to that's that's interesting man i've never really heard about that yeah so there you go chronotypes <laughs> i guess my uh so my in my research I, I was looking or the reason that i wanted to become more of an early bird and wake up uh around 6 p.m or sunrise mm-hmm. was because uh i did some research into the circadian rhythm and i don't know if you're familiar with that um it's familiar um but please feel free to like uh refresh my memory i'll I'll give you the quick skinny and we won't talk about it too much but just so Mm -hmm. we can jump into our our little mid-session here and then uh get into your artistry but uh basically my understanding and i could be entirely wrong somebody correct me if i'm wrong is that (laughs) um (laughs) it's it's based on kind of like how our ancestors operated and so they had this 24-hour cycle that they pretty much adhered to because it was based on their survival right so you Mm -hmm. you you wake up during sunlight because you can see and you can hunt during that time and as soon as the sun goes down and you're kind of susceptible to predators that's when you go to sleep and so you've had this literal 24-hour cycle that you just adhere to based on um pretty much uh whether the sun when the sun rises or sets Mm-hmm. So that that's, that's why, sense. yeah, and so that's why I was kind of geared towards um, trying to get up right at sunrise because I'm like, oh, if that's what my ancestors did, or that's my natural inclination, why not do that? But I don't know. Everything you said makes 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 so much sense as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, but I think it's literally the same thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You've got a. I guess now we have new cycles that we follow individually, right? Because we have more control over our environment. Yeah. yeah, So I guess the people who are early birds are probably more, um, I don't know how to say this, but like they're closer linked to the ancestors. So they're still following the same (laughs) rhythm. Whereas other people have kind of modernized their sleeping schedule, I think. Not that 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 one is better than the other, but I think that would be the explanation. They're closer to their like human instincts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a better way to phrase it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Who, Who knows? Maybe that was just like one section of humans that actually follow that rule. And then there was another section that was completely safe and didn't have to do that mm-hmm. routine of like hunting and hiding. Yeah. But listen, hey, we'll, we'll stop the recording right here. We're going to listen to K the Chosen's track, Amazon. Finally acting, no reaction, never let this sh- get in me Pole dancing, no romancing, go ahead and clap that to me When you get it, never spend it, if I see it, then I let it come to me Cause we got it, Daddy Z Yeah, we got it, Daddy Z Oh, yeah, we got it, Daddy Z Yeah, we got it, Daddy Z Always pressing, never stressing, can't ever let this just get in me Cause you got it, Daddy Z Yeah, we own it, Daddy Z when we get it, never spend it If I see it, then I let it come to me Who them boys, who we be? 
We the boys you can see. We the boys from HRE. We could pay your lawyer fees. We passing bars. These shooting stars ain't nothing more than just a meme. We the ghosts and we sending you, but you ain't our kids like Billy Jean. Talking kale, you talking yeah when you mention rappers who got that cream. Wu Tang, body bag, now I'm playing only slaying dragon beats. I ain't even in the Fortnite, cause you're playing games for like two weeks. Stacking chips and being legendary like Poutine, cause we got cheese. Lucky 13 on my neck, my sweatshirt's torn, do you preach a sweat? Little brown ting on my neck, couldn't get my clothes off, so she ripped them instead. Bite marks help with the look, I believe the car double park with the work. He lets fingerprints to start with the work, so I get my finger in it before we start with the work. It's funny acting, no reaction, never let it sh get to me. Pole dancing, no romance, and go ahead and clap that to me. When you get it, never spend it. If I see it, then I let it come to me. Cause you got it, A to Z. Yeah, we got it, A to Z. Roll up on me, man, she thinks she a model She way too clingy, she just wanna cuddle Can't handle her lick up a drip from the bottle The minute I met you, I knew you were trouble She out here flexing like she got the muscle I'm loving her dress, so we going through throttle Going too fast and there's no way to stop But we barely survive, but you say tomorrow I am addicted to how she live life Devil in Prada, hella for night Three times means wifey, so I only hit twice Music my first love only love in I my know a thick girl in Paris Things got real serious and scared us But she still at every show in her parents And doesn't get jealous when goobies come near us Sometimes we c*** on the low Sometimes we bring a few girls that they like the McLaren And if I quick then I don't get embarrassed Cause I still got loads for the finals and fairs My too good for these Damn me I should sue for the flow On Monday Tuesday joint so thick that it's rude to disclose Let me ask you what your Sunday is Mine's light work with a one boy triz And a nigga top two so my nine don't miss There's ten of us here and I'm top boy still I spent two years paper chasing Now that I'm back she can taste it She might just be for placement You and your n****s ain't placing I don't waste time with no waste man Straight flame from the basement and got heat you ain't taking with K9 here That's a deadly arrangement It's funny acting, no reaction Never let this get to me Pole dancing, no romance, and go ahead and clap that to me. When you get it, never spend it. If I see it, then I let it come to me. Cause you got it, they to see. Yeah, we got it, they to see. Ooh, yeah, we got it, they to see. Yeah, we got it, they to see. Always pressing, never stressing, can't ever let this get to me. Cause you got it, they to see. Yeah, we only they to see. When we get it, never spend it. If I see it, then I let it come to me. with k the chosen hey how you, doing? How, how you doing still man i'm good i'm feeling yeah, good you, you enjoying the interview so far i really am that's good man listen and we've done a total flip to the script because usually usually i start the interviews with uh diving into the artistry and then we go into like kind of more in-depth organic personal conversation but i don't know man i i love it i dig it i i've learned a lot yeah i think um for me too it's it's kind of refreshing to have this version of an interview because i think a lot of them follow a similar format where you come you introduce yourself you tell them the origin story behind your artistry yeah um you explain some of your music and then it's like okay cool great thanks <laughs> it's like, Peace. yeah, yeah and that's the same ever. interview yeah <laughs> so this is cool i think i wasn't expecting to talk about uh sleep Corona but types. uh we did <laughs> it was cool yeah. yeah learning about the vicious beasts that we i guess kind of is it because we're that's when those animals wake up or is it just kind of a similar associations for other reasons or i guess you said it's explained in the write-up it is i think um i'll give you a quick explanation all right, um, all right. and then we'll jump into your yeah I was like, we'll get comes to the, part two of sleep yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so like for the example with the bear it's it's it is based on when they sleep but also about their general habits so i think i would count as a bear because i follow the sun um which is what the bear does in nature you know the bear hibernates when there's less sun out the bear is up early to hunt yeah. and when it's nighttime the bear goes to sleep and that's the kind of rhythm i follow where when the sun is up i'm ready to work let's do it as the sun goes down my body naturally becomes tired it's like no uh, it's time to rest so interesting yeah so that's the idea 
idea. So even like the way that the bear eats, um, the bear tends to have like, um, it eats fairly often because it's a big creature, I suppose. So it also looks at how you eat. So like, I think I have my big meals, but also will snack in between. So like, it's weird. When you do the test, it asks you all these quest- weird questions about when do you eat. Oh, it's a test. You- yeah, you can actually find out what it's your like chronotype is. personality tests? Like uh, how Something like that. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Yeah. No, 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 I am. I am. It's like a, a very pseudoscience-y thing. That's why I'm like, don't take uh, what I'm saying here as as, as, as the see, gospel. Like, yeah, he is yeah. a sleep um, scientist, like, so he does research in sleep. Yeah. But it's I don't a color, know. colorful way to associate all the actual exactly. logical information. Exactly. Okay, it's an right, easy way to right. remember it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's the, the concept behind each animal and how he um, maps those traits to sleep patterns or your energy levels throughout the day. That's great, man. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to look into that personally because like, I've been trying to adjust my schedule and be kind of stick to just that, just be consistent and it, it hasn't been working for me. So I'll, I'll look into that some more. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take some info from you after as well. Oh, for sure. But yeah, uh, we'll dive right into your artistry here if you don't mind. No, let's let's do it. From what I'm seeing is you kind of started uh, releasing music around 2018. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So I'll say as K the Chosen, yeah. It's been since 2018. As um, K the Chosen. Yeah, okay. I've been rapping since high school. Um, I had a okay. totally different persona and name and then I kind of scrapped that. I was like, no, we need something tell, a bit tell more. Tell me about that. Tell me about a bit that. more mature. Uh, yeah. So like I said, um, I'm from Zimbabwe and that's yeah. where I've lived most of my days. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I went to an old boys high school and one of the things that I found as we got to our later years in high school was that, you know, you either were a sporting person or you're an academic or you were cultural, so you did like speech and drama, things like that. Yeah. And yeah. for some reason around 15, 16, every group of kids started making um, rap groups. So I was in a rap group. No way. And it was kind of random. And then yeah. I realized I really liked rapping. You know, it, it allowed me to experience express my feelings and um, talk about stuff that I might not have spoken to the other guys like in plain language but when you rap about it, you know what you're saying they're hearing it and you feel like you're communicating that way yeah so um, when, when you when you say everyone do you mean like kind of close to literally everyone or it was just a weird thing where when you were 15 or 16 there were at least two to six rap groups in your year That's so like crazy. out of a group of like 150 students you'd have maybe I don't know because it depended on how big your rap group was but yeah yeah. yeah, every time someone was like in their 15 to 16 age group, there was a rap group for that year. So we were one of four of the rap groups that existed at the time, I think. That's um, amazing. And also I wish I had that when I was in high school. It was cool, man. Because um, yeah. it just became part of like, I guess, a culture. Like, it was like a, almost like a rite of passage. Like you couldn't become yeah, a senior in sure. high school before you'd been part of a rap group. Um, That's amazing because hip hop was just directly integrated into your school. Um, yeah. Not through the curriculum, but just through the culture. That's amazing. Just through the culture, man. It was crazy. And I think also being all boys, um, it was also a way to all stand boys, out. I missed that part. Yeah, so being an old boys school like was a way to stand out and also I guess kind of find your identity within the school because obviously we're all wearing the same uniform. So if yeah. you could rap, you know, your rap style would kind of like uh, uh, stand out from the crowd. Exactly, exactly, and also obviously we're all just corny teenagers, so you also yeah. wanted a way to like impress the girls. <laughs> so obviously rapping yeah, was a cool yeah, way to yeah. do that too. Um, and I think That's to be awesome, honest, man. that was probably part of what played uh, a role in me wanting to rap i think at the time i was like really just trying to figure out okay so how do i talk to girls you know and i was like you know if yeah. i rap they'll just come flooding to me um <laughs> obviously that was not the case it was not the case it was actually weird at some point i actually started becoming embarrassed about saying i was a rapper because you know a conversation would be going great and not say a rapper and then the girl would like roll her eyes i'm like oh okay cool yeah. apparently rapping is not as cool as i thought it was is that because like somebody else was associated in your school as like the rapper and you just you, because you weren't better than them you were just like not the rapper or I a think rapper so. even? I think it was also the fact that because this happened with every year obviously everyone in high school is a ah, rapper so it's kind of like you, so no one was surprised so no one was surprised right so unless they'd yeah. heard of you they're kind of like yeah I'm sure you're a rapper cool whatever yeah yeah so, I kind of already knew that about you yeah exactly exactly <laughs> or it was something that if I knew I hadn't said anything because you're not that good so you're telling me uh, not really helping ah, you here. I so, see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I guess a lot of it was ego-driven, which is, again, part of why I changed the persona. Um, so I got to university. I was like, you know, I'm a bit older now. I need to be a bit more serious about what I'm doing. But 
but I really love music and I think I'd matured enough to a point where I could see the positive impact that music can have. Yeah. Um, and then that's at that point where I was like, you know what, I need to rebrand the entire thing. Like this this old name, this that's old persona, name. it's a bit immature and there's not much good. What, it's what was the, the name? So it was brad.yr. Um, I don't know if you watched. Have you ever watched uh, Manabu's Most Wanted? Can't say that I have. Okay, so this, it's this old movie. It's got um, who's the main star? It's got um, the guy from Kangaroo Jack. What's his name? He's in Blackish <laughs> as well. You know the guy, Anthony. Anthony. The most obscure movie. You you want me to Google it? I got I got a computer in front of me. Okay, yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah. What what am I googling? Malibu Most Wanted. It was a really really crazy movie. Like yeah. <laughs> it's got a thirty one percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I love this movie though. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy and um, Anthony Anderson. That's what I was thinking. Oh, it's got Regina Hall too. Oh, you got um, Snoop Dogg in here too. It's one of those movies where it's, it's just kind of random. It was about this this white dude who wanted to be a rapper. So he wanted to be Malibu's most wanted rapper. And yeah. they get into a whole lot of random adventures. So in his in, in the movie, his name was B-Rad. So I wow. took that and I changed it into an acronym. It stood for Be Random and Dangerous. And I then found that like when you try to Google search it, it was difficult because Google would re I would autocorrect it to Brad. And then you'd obviously end up getting Brad Pitt, you'd get yeah, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And I was like, damn, as a rapper, you won't even be able to find my name. So that's when I added the dot YR. You'd have to break more than a glass seasoning to get the the name Brad out there. That's for sure. Exactly. So I, that's when I did added the, the the dot YR, which stood for Young Raven. Um, and then I don't know why I put that. I just I just thought to differentiate me. <laughs> and I don't know. The more I listened to my name, I was like, this is stupid. I can't go around calling yeah. myself the Brad. I you still use the you still use the Young Raven email though. Yes. Is that just because you haven't changed yet, or you just want to stick to your roots to in some way? I think um, mainly because there's a lot of networking that I've done since then. So a lot of people uh, know this email. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, oh, if I change the email, I might miss some important things. Also, I mean, it's still a Gmail account. So I'm like, you know, when I move to getting uh, my own website and have like uh, an address that's solely mine, that's when I'll change yeah. it to K the Chosen. Um, because right now I'm like, you know, what? It, it, it doesn't make much of a difference. Um, I think the only other thing I've noticed is that a lot of people end up putting an O. So they spell it like young, like the proper young, not like young, like like. A young uh, rapper. The UNG, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But in, in that case, I always just send them a text. I'm like, hey, did you send the email? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. Try this address again. Or I'll say, send your email and I will email you the response that <laughs> I'll one. I'll reply to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of issues where that happens. Um, <laughs> but for, most, for the most part, we've been able to figure it out. So yeah, that was my old name. I was like, yeah, no, this is kind of childish. I need to rebrand. And uh, yeah, okay, the Chosen was born in 2018. Yeah. Honestly, man, I think that's awesome because it, it went from a, a tool or or just kind of like a, a cultural item that was you used to kind of attract females, I guess, <laughs> into, into this this powerful tool that you're kind of using to convey a message and uh, talk your shit, you know? Exactly, exactly. In, in the so, rebranding. And yeah. so so with that with that rebranding, so that came, did that come for your 2018 release of Nomad's Land? Was that like kind of the official K the Chosen release? So the first release was actually um, a song called 21 Bars. Okay. Um, and that was because I was turning 21 back then. Um, so I released it on my birthday. And then the next song was called Blue, which is crazy because that blue ended up on Jowska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually two years old. Um, and it was when I was trying to get into my so, my slightly more socially conscious um, vibe or, 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 or bag. And, you know, when I wrote the song, like it did really, really well. But I think I was a much smaller rapper at the time. Excuse me. So I didn't end up um, really pushing the song. I just put it on a SoundCloud and I was like, cool, whoever hears it, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's out there. I did a thing. Yeah, yeah. This, this is there. And then we performed it live once and people were like, yo, this is a crazy song. Can I find it on Spotify? I want to stream this. I was like, oh, yeah. snap. Like it actually isn't. I'll keep it for a project so that it really gets the attention it deserves. And yeah. because of that, a lot of people have told me that Blue was one of their favorite songs of Jowska. I'm like, I'm so glad that I kept it and didn't just leave it kind of like floating. In, in the in, in in on the internet as opposed to having part of an actual project it's honestly it's one of my favorite tracks on your project as well and one, one of the main reasons for that is it really it really shows your spoken word I don't know if it's, it's it's appropriate to say your spoken word roots or just like your ability to perform spoken word poetry and actually
actually just have impact without having necessarily a need to provide that common rapper flow you see today. Like you slow it down and you just like speak. Yeah. And it's brilliant, man. I love that about, I love that about a lot of your music actually. Thank you. I appreciate Um, that. Yeah, no dude, of course it's, it's something that's a, cause, cause I listen to a lot, a lot of underground music. I actually, I actually almost exclusively listen to underground music. Wow. And, and your stuff's really one of a kind, man. Like the, the message and the impact and the artistry, it's actually true poetry versus just like this guy's, you can't just say this guy's a rapper Mm -hmm. because you're actually like an artist, man. It's amazing. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. I I actually respect that. And I think that was the whole point, right? As you see what I was saying about beer, I was like, ah, this guy just kind of raps for the sake of rapping. But I think K the Chosen is definitely about more than just the bars, right? There's there's a bigger message to share. Conscious, you exactly. Said yeah. 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 Um, yeah, man, that's it's it's so far from what I've heard from your music, man. Like you quoted, it's entertaining and enlightening, enlightening, and I, I got to add on, it's conscious, it's real, it's mm. inspirational. Thank you. And, and and that's really across the board. And you've got you've got one. Uh, maybe we won't go in chronological order here because I'll just jump to one sure. project in the middle, just because we're going to run out of time. I know before uh, before we can get it all in. Oh, good. But uh, your project in 2019 titled Sex. Yeah. Tell me tell me a bit about what got that started. Who is who's Abo and who's uh, who's the other people you worked on with this? For sure. So um, I think as I grew in my artistry, I, I ended up becoming a lot more comfortable exploring collaborations and exploring different genres. So, I mean, it's really crazy that you said that you feel my flow is more poetic and spoken word um, in some tracks as opposed to straight rap, because this is the one project where I intentionally made it poetry. So, um... Which which not a lot of people do, man. That's, like, that's an entirely different kind of demographic. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of overlap, but... Yeah, yeah, there is. And I think it was scary in that sense because I'd only put out one project as K the Chosen. And I was like, well, I'm going to flip on you guys. I'm going to do a poetry project yeah. now. Um, but it came around pretty organically. So what happened was um, I'd written a poem based on, uh, what's her name? Uh, Scissor's song, The Weekend, where she kind of glorifies being like the side chick. And is like, yeah, you know, you can have me over the weekend or what? I said, like, that's yeah. an interesting idea. You know, I'd love to write from the perspective of the person who's the side um, the Who's the side friend. piece? Yeah, the side yeah, piece. This, yeah. This, yeah, the best friend, the side piece, whatever you want to call it. And um, kind of speak to my feelings. Uh, I've actually never really been in that situation, but I was like, you know, I'll imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did it well, man. You Thank did it you. well. Yeah. So Grace's Interlude was born. So I wrote that. I was like, oh, this is a really cool poem. And then after that, um, I was I just started a relationship with um, my girlfriend, um, a lot of poetry. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like our relationship is one of the most healthy relationships I've ever been in because we're both artists and we're able to express ourselves so freely. And just, you know, there's no... That's amazing. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like either of us is compromising when we have discussions or talk about things. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll sit down like, you know, uh, at every episode of let's say the red table talk by jada pickett smith will come out and we'll sit down and analyze it and be like hey what do you think about this and like oh yeah what do you think about this and in that way we can actually discuss relationship topics without feeling like we're attacking each other you know there are times when people Uh, talk about things where it's like well you know i really hate it when men leave the the toilet seat open and it's like oh shit that sounds like you're complaining about something i did as opposed to you know someone saying like oh you saw in this episode will and jada talked about open relationships what are your thoughts on that and like i think because it's in a more relaxed situation no one feels attacked no one feels like um they've put their their, their personality on the line so yeah. we can both share our thoughts openly and then discuss it's like oh okay that's how you feel this is how i feel oh wow that's interesting we actually have different opinions on this so with that's that kind great, of man. um with that kind of uh i guess open conversation i was just thinking back at why previous relationships hadn't worked out for me and a big part of it was just commitment issues that i had with myself so i ended up writing a poem called um, The Issue of Commitment. And I was like, hey, babe, you know, check out this poem. What do you think about it? And because she's a poet herself, she wrote a response. And I was like, no what the fuck? Why are you writing a response to my poem? I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not responding to your poem as in telling yeah. you what's right or wrong about it, but yeah, more that yeah, yeah. your poem inspired me to write a poem. So this is like a, like a response to your poem, not a response to you, but to your poem. So at that point, I already had three pieces of art. I had uh, a two-sided poem, one that was from my perspective, one that was from her perspective. I had yeah. Grace's and I had Grace's 
this interlude. So at this point, I'm like, you know what? I would love to put an EP That's that awesome. talks about relationships. So I spoke to my good friend. His name is Andrew. Uh, we met during like a digital um, production class on campus. And him and I have just been friends ever since. He plays bass and he has a lot of um, experience with audio engineering. So yeah. what he did was I gave him the poems and he just added, he took his bass and put it through a um, a pedal so that he could change the the timbre and the, the vibe of, of the guitar. And yeah. he made the backing track behind the three poems. So he that's sent it incredible. back to me and I'm like, yo, this sounds so cool. So that's who Abo is and that's who a lot of, so a lot of poetry is my girlfriend. Abo is, um, is, is Andrew. And we had these three really cool songs and I was like, okay, now I need a rap song just because this is a very experimental sound. I need at least yeah, one yeah. song that's kind of rap. And I'd been sitting on this track for a while. Um, this is the one that's called um, Eyes Closed. And it was kind of a response the, to... Is that, isn't that the intro? That's the second song. Because I think it the opens up... Song? Yeah, yeah. Because like, it opens up with the poem, uh, The Issue with Commitment. Then it goes to Eyes Closed. Ah, yes, yeah. The Issue with Commitment, the spoken word poem. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I wanted to have one rap song in there. Um, and what I did was... It was a response to the Me Too movement because I think a lot of it was the conversations around how... Um, it was weird. People took the Me Too movement in two different ways. Some people saw it as, a, oh, this is great. Women are speaking out on what's happening. This is great. Um, but I saw some men were kind of like, oh, you know, now women are taking this as an opportunity to, to just make anything sound like a sexual assault. And I was like, uh, my guy, if you put yourself in her shoes, I think you'll see it differently. And that was the whole point of the conversation. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, if you walked around with your eyes closed, would you believe this was true? You know, if, if, if you put yourself in your in her shoes, um, tell me, what would you do? Walk around with your eyes closed, what would you do? You know, it's just about um, if you were a woman, would you be saying the same things? Right now, you're able yeah. to say it as a man because these things are unlikely to happen to you. They still can, but on a less lower probability, you know, but then you start to see how it's the small things that build up to sexual assault. You know, it's the weird jokes. It's the it's the not calling out your friends For when real, they say stupid man. shit, right? The things that you just kind of let slide and you don't really think about or draw attention to because exactly. it's just like, ah, that's just him or whatever. Yeah, or, these boys are just or, being boys, right? Yeah. So, exactly. so I wrote that song and I wanted it to be like a guy flirting with a girl, but her telling him, you know, just be clear in what you want. Like, just be clear with your intention. If you're flirting with me because you want to hook up, that's fine. I don't see it as, yeah. um, you know, promiscuous behavior, whatever. If it's consensual between the two of us, that's great. But be clear. Don't pretend that... You know, you want to date if that's what you want. Don't pretend you want to work with me in a business setting if that's what you want. Just be clear about what you want. Yeah, be real. Um, and figure, be real. figure out what you want as well exactly. before you approach me with but that. I don't, exactly. So I ended up writing that first. I was like, you know what? I think it would be more impactful if it's said by a woman. And again, I already had put two poems together with a lot of poetry. I was like, hey, do you want to learn how to rap? And she was like, yeah, let's go for it. So we put that, this all together. That's your girl? That's my girl. So throughout any... The, that's your girl, right? That's my girl. That, that's, that's right there. So I think for me... <laughs> Once we had these four projects, these four songs together, I was like, cool, this is a cool, short project, but very impactful. People can listen to this and think about it. Um, so after that, I needed to put an album cover that was subtle, but said a lot. And that's when I put together, um, you know, the flower with the birds and the bees, because it's all about yeah, sex, yeah. the birds and the bees. So yeah. I was like, this is, I love it. Um, and then, yeah, we put it together. Artist, man. Yeah, I like to think about every aspect of like the packaging and the message I'm sending out and even yeah. down to the release date. So it actually dropped on the 9th of June, which is known as... <laughs> Well you got done, it. I, I like how you well got it already. Done, got, you yeah, got it already. Yeah. Yeah. So that if you put the dates together, that's six nine, that's which six, happens nine. to be the international sex day because it's six nine. And that's why I was like, you know what? Six nine. Yeah. I'm just gonna put it out as the six EP. I was originally gonna call. How it, long were you sitting on it before you released it on six nine? Um, I I won't lie. Like I actually was running very close to the deadline because when we started oh, working shit. on it, I was like, the perfect date to release this, release this would be the 9th of June. So I had to quickly put things together. There's a lot of things that I, fi I wish I could have fixed before I put it out. So I think I had it ready just under three weeks before I could upload it. And that's the minimum amount of time you're allowed to upload before a song goes live. So I got lucky that it still got approved. Um, but yeah, so like we were working quickly to get it done, get the songs done and put them out. Um, and I think because of the rush, that's part of why this project is not very well known. Not a lot of people have heard of it or have heard it. Um, so I think in that sense, I did do the project a little bit of an injustice because I did rush it and didn't get, didn't give it the publicity it needs. But I'm always thankful when yeah. someone comes across it and says, oh, 
oh wow, this is a project is completely different from other things you've done. So the fact that you brought yeah. it up means that okay, it might not have got the shine it needed at the time, but it still comes across people's radar, which means you know it'll for sure it'll it'll get the shine it needs over time. Exactly, man. Especially if someone's deeply invested into you as an artist or mm-hmm. or your message even, and they actually want to support you or or even they're literally a fan they're gonna come across that no matter what and so it's especially because it's out there and it's actually like a solid great piece of work as well thanks bro i appreciate that of course man so listen though we're we're about to run out of time just because i do have another interview scheduled and i gotta start prepping for that at 12 so all good let's do you want to do you want to finish up any information about that project sex or can we jump into your latest release uh let's jump into jowska yeah yeah let's just do it let's, let's talk jowska let's talk jowska so that was released this year just a couple months ago yeah june 26th give me give me the skinny on that and you you released a couple of a couple of singles before that you released uh i believe it's coast with josiah and wide yep. awake with tiny wings yep. and we'll give those some attention real quick before we jump into jowska sounds good um real quick though. real quick okay so <laughs> <laughs> wide awake um like you said featured tiny wings who happens to be um the girlfriend of my audio engineer shay michael so we just like yeah let's work on a song together and that was wide awake i think wide awake was fun because it was me playing around with a slightly more poppy sounding song. And um, I was just really trying to work on my hooks. That's how Wide Awake started. I just wrote a hook. I was like, oh, it's a cool hook. Yeah. I'll put a verse to it later. And then Tiny Wings came. I was like, cool, I only have to write one verse now. So that came about pretty organically. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it didn't fit in the project. So I just kept it as a single. I didn't think it fit into the narrative of Jowska. It, it does have a bit of a different theme and yeah, a different narrative. You're right. Yeah. And then it's interesting that you also put Coast in those two singles that you mentioned because um, for me, I met Josiah, I think two years ago and we're at a party and she sang and I was like, this girl is so talented. I really want yeah. to put her... to create something like, with her. Yeah. Yeah. So like in a weird way, Jowska ended up being a lot about trying to get Josiah involved in it as much as possible. So she was involved in Coast... Uh, in terms of being a feature artist. She's also involved in 15 Minutes Fame as a feature artist. But she also was involved in Wide Awake because she did the choreography for the dance video. Um, no, I didn't even notice there was a dance video. Oh, you gotta... Okay, I'll link it to you later. But it's, it's, it's awesome. Do. It was really cool because it happened. We were planning to do it um, earlier in the year, but because of COVID, we couldn't, um, we couldn't all meet. So what we did was she taught everybody the dance over Zoom. And then through through that, they all sent me uh, videos of them dancing at home. Then I edited the video put it together and it's a whole yeah. dance video as opposed to a music video and I think and it's, it's really just, cool it's one choreographed dance yeah yeah but just I did it online which I was amazing she licked me with all the the, the the dances so I really owe her a lot for that and then she also did yeah. the, the choreography for Amazon because there's a bit of dance on Amazon as well so Josiah is like all over this project and the main point for me was to get her name out there to get her involved in a bit more creative um, collaboration so that she could also build her network and you know find a way to start working on her own art um, yeah, so yeah yeah you saw yeah. you saw the potential in her and you just wanted her to, to kind of be a vehicle I guess to get creating and putting out her own music 100 percent. because i think she's amazingly talented and i'm always grateful for um artists who have i guess the humility to see when they meet another talented artist so people like um that's the you, you, you know, like like Jay Z meeting J Cole or Kanye West. You know, if he hadn't yeah. had the faith in them, we wouldn't have those artists. You know, and those artists then do the same thing. Like J Cole with Dreamville, we now have all those artists. You know, um, Kanye with Good Music, we now have all those artists. And I think it's something that just yeah. continuously gives back to the industry. So for me, I'm like, if I can find someone who's talented and use my platform to get them in front of an audience, then you know, at the end of the day, the whole of Calgary benefits because we all get better artists because we some keep recognition, some recognition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, recognition as well as yeah, we we get to build our artistry and represent kind of mm-hmm. as like maybe not even just as Calgary, but just as like a collective of artists. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's awesome, it. man. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you want me to go more in depth with Coast. I just was trying to like well, <laughs> since Coast, Coast is on, Coast is on Jowska, I just know I think you pre-released it yeah. before. Uh, yeah, I did. So I let's, did. let's let's jump let's jump into Jowska. Then you released that on what was it, June twenty sixth? June twenty sixth. Yes, June twenty sixth. So was that was that a significant release date or? Um, significant, but more from like a behind the scenes administrative point of view. So okay, okay. I was doing a, a spring course, and the course exams ended June twenty third. So I just needed a couple of days after the exams to be able to give full attention to the release. So it just happened that June twenty sixth was a Friday after. So I was like, cool, we'll just put it on the twenty sixth. 
We'll just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like nothing overly important about it, but it was more for like administrative purposes. I was like, it'll be way easier to push this project if I'm free. Yeah. That's yeah. great, man. So you're, you're just incredibly busy while you're creating the project and, mm-hmm. and throughout the process of actually even releasing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me how you uh, tell me what you were doing through the process of actually making this. Even like from the beginning of the idea, like you said, Blue was a brain baby that, or even a creation from two years ago, and you brought that into this project. But where, where did Jessica come from? And uh, I'm gonna assume that it stems like you're kind of doing a cohesive thing with your artistry, where like you go from because you got uh, the Nomad's uh, Tale mm-hmm. from one part one to four throughout all of your uh, releases here, so. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to me like it's all one cohesive piece. But yeah. tell, tell me a bit more. For sure. Um, so going back to Nomad's Land, um, the covers were built by the same artist. So his name is yeah. Shoara. Yeah, he's really, really talented guy. Like we met um, at my old workplace. He He's a comic illustrator. And um, I just saw his sketchbook. And I was like, yo, that's so cool. I've never met um, a comic illustrator in real life. And I love comic books. So through working with him, we created this character known as the Nomad, who kind of represents me in my music. Anytime I rap from the perspective of the nomad that's a personal story that's actually happened to me um whereas sometimes yeah. other rap stories are more from a i've heard someone's story and i'm trying to like tell this story for them or i'm just kind of um reflecting my thoughts on something i've seen but it might not ne- ne- necessarily be a personal experience yeah so but it is it is personal it is personal it's just like i haven't encountered that like as it, a person directly it yeah, wasn't yeah, directly yeah, personal yeah, exactly yeah. so i got the idea of making the the parts from um Kendrick has a series of songs called The Heart. So he's got yeah. The Heart part one to four. Yeah. And I just like the idea that they were scattered among projects because now if someone hears The Heart part four, they've got to go back to his old projects to hey. hear the previous stuff. And I'm like, that's a perfect way to get people who've missed the earlier projects to go Into back. Your history, yeah. Um, but it also I makes sure that, that anytime that I make music, I think about the music, but I also think about my personal growth. So like I can write a project that has nothing to do with me, but I can also think about, okay, wait, I think this has nothing to do with me, but where can I insert myself in the story where's where's the overlap as well into what's actually happened in my life exactly exactly that's amazing i love that i don't have all the parts planned i just know that as i add a new part i just have to increase the number so yeah you just know there's going to be another part i just know there's going to be another part exactly do you you foresee there being like a a, what is it nomad's tail number 49 (laughs) 49 oh i think that's a large number um, I think I'd probably cap it at 10. At 10? Okay. At 10. Um, yeah. I don't think, I think after that it becomes its own project. So <laughs> I think more than 10 is too many. Because even totally like with, with Kendrick's, he's, he's only got to part four. To part four, And yeah. this is over like six years, you know. So I also don't want to force them. Like if a project doesn't have a Nomad's Tale um, story in it, then you're just going to have to accept that, that there's nothing new to update you about in my life at that time. Um, but looking back at Dijowska, you uh, you asked me where the, the name came from. So it's it's a word. It's a it's a it's a made up word. It comes from the dictionary of obscure sorrows, which I think is a really crazy name for something. Dictionary it's, it's of that. obscure sorrows is that is that a book? Yeah, uh, it's it's a blog. So it's by John John Koenig, I think his name is obscure okay. sorrows. And um, all it is is that he just has come up with different words that mean um, different things, or he's come he's he's found. At, he says they're beautiful words to describe obscure emotions. And I came across um, the word Jowska, which is just a hypothetical conversation you have with yourself. Yeah. And I'm sure you can see from the stuff that I've talked about just in my artistry and my personal life, I take a lot of time to think about um, who I am, what I'm doing, and the impact that what I do has. So I end up having a lot of these conversations with myself all the time. And I thought it'd be really cool to have a project where I kind of give my thoughts and views on fame and celebrity because because obviously, as I make more music, I'm starting to see an increase in the number of people who pay attention to me. I see an yeah. increase in the number of people who reach out to me. For and, sure. you know, it's all beautiful now. But I'm like, but what happens when it gets to a bigger level? You know, right now, my emails are like, hey, man, you know, do you want to work on a song together? Or do you want to do an interview? Or do you want to um, be part of this 
something or other, right? But yeah, in yeah. the future, it's going to be like, hey, you know, we want you to endorse this project. We want you to promote this party. We want you to cut the ribbon at this event, you yeah, know? Yeah. And as those grow, obviously your ego grows as well, right? Your, your sense of self grows. And I really wanted to reflect on that before I got to that level. You know, it's one thing to say, oh, you know, I can't talk to people because I live in a big mansion. You know, people can't relate to that because you're already at a level where you're not an ordinary person. That's the truth. But right now, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just an ordinary person, man. I just happen to rap. <laughs> you know, there's nothing... Um, yeah. Like, I'm not a celebrity by any means, but it would be nice to kind of reflect on what being a celebrity could mean and how it could change my lifestyle before I get there. Because if I am to get there, I need to be conscious of how my environment will change and to make sure that I make sure that I use that platform and influence for the better, right? Hey, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like... Correct me if I'm wrong uh in this. So as much as as Jessica is supposed to be, it's, it's like an internal conversation with yourself. Yeah. And it's it's a, it's a current and present reality. This is something that you're going to reference for years mm-hmm. just to remember this time. And it, when when you break that ceiling and you you do come too busy for us regular folk, <laughs> you're, no, you're, 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 you're probably going to use this. You're probably going to use this to ground yourself, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what I'm hoping that. for. I hope that in a way it's um, spoken that level of celebrity existence. I've said like, this is what's going to happen. There you go. But at the same time, it's also spoken the conscious um, or the being self-aware of what's happening into existence as well. Like, I don't want it to just happen and not notice what's happening, but to be like, oh, okay, wow. Um, Yeah, like things have changed. I need to adapt to the fact that things have changed, but also remember where I'm coming from. Yeah. Which is why for me, it was so important that the project ended with 263 to 403 because it's a literal reflection on life in Zimbabwe and coming to Calgary because I'm like, yeah, when you get big, you forget where you're coming from sometimes. That's the truth, man. Yeah. And I think a lot of people also forget that uh, like the situations that you're in right now, those won't last forever. And you do really have to enjoy that. Whether you're going like whether the future is like bright or dim, like yeah. you got to kind of appreciate the now because like look around you right now, that scenario and that environment is not static. That's mm-hmm. going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what extent? Who knows? And it could happen tomorrow. It could happen. It could happen in two years from now. It could, it could honestly, it could happen when we're like sixty. Yeah, it's true. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you never really know. You just got to kind of appreciate your surroundings while they are, and then just work towards that progression. Exactly. No. Sweet. So, agree more. So, yeah. So with uh, with ending with uh, two six three to four zero three on that track. Mm-hmm. What uh, what's probably coming next then? I I don't know, man, because I like to. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, man. You you plan you plan your weeks in detail. I don't expect you to have the next six months laid out. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I know the idea that I want to have for the next project, but it's so yeah. it, it, it's it's one of those things where I think it's, it, it also goes closer to the sex EP where it's so unique and complex that it might not come out the exact way I wanted to. So I don't want to tell you what it is now and then change That's it. Fair. I want to have yeah. the freedom to experiment with it. If it sounds like trash, <laughs> just do something else. That's and then you guys will fair, never know man. what I'm trying to do. But... <laughs> If I, if I achieve it, I think it will be a very interesting project, but it also means it could also take up to a year for me to release it because there's a lot of research I need to do for it. There's a lot of um, different pieces I need to put together. So to be honest, I think for the rest of the year, it might just be a couple of singles um, and that'll be it. Uh, there's definitely no projects coming out the rest of this year. The next project will definitely be next That's year fair. or the year after. Yeah, well, I appreciate the information regardless. No, you're welcome. You're um, welcome. So yeah, we're, we're probably going to get this ending i, I definitely want to go on more but i got i got a whole bunch of other things i need to do today oh good of course you gotta respect your time and respect your schedule exactly, remember <laughs> respect your time. Like, yeah, yeah. but i definitely want to bring you back sometime in the future because we we've obviously not even scratched the surface of what we could talk about in relation to this stuff man yeah yeah no, it's incredible that. um so is there is there anything else you'd want to drop to to our listeners right now anything you'd want to say either relating to the world or to your music or just kind of anything you want to sign off on um so so much, so much I want to say, but I think <laughs> for, for the gotta, most you got, part, you got max two minutes. Okay, 
I'm just going to say gratitude. I think the project taught me a lot about myself. I'm super grateful for the people who've responded with what they heard and appreciated about the project. I think especially for artists, have be grateful for the people in your circle and be grateful for the listeners you have, even if it's like five people. You know, those five people are taking time to listen to what you've said and to break it down. And I think as artists, we sometimes take that for granted. We're so focused on getting thousands of streams and millions of followers that we forget that someone had to start at zero. Like you can't wake up and suddenly have a million viewers. You know, you started off with one and that one person told another person then, you know, it it quickly spiraled. So by being grateful for those people, you get more because gratitude brings more. So yeah, just a message to everybody out there. Just remember to practice gratitude, um, especially during this time we're all healthy or for the most part we are. Um, And even just with COVID going on, this could have been a much more severe um, epidemic. Like, of course, this, this pandemic is still pretty is pretty um, serious. Like a lot of people have passed away or are ill, but it also could have been way worse. So, you know, just like gratitude for the small things that we have. Um, I don't know. I just, to me, it's always brought more when I'm aware and thankful for the stuff I have. Um, that's brilliant, man. Yeah. I love that. For me, for me, that's because I've been learning a bit about the law of attraction over the last few years and exactly. how that applies to me. Yeah, and I feel like that directly relates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking things into existence, man. You can't really get things if you don't ask for them. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I love it, man. Yeah. All right, well, that's Kay the Chosen. Thank you so much for joining me today, man. I Thank you so much you so for having much. me, man. This yeah, is a good it's conversation. Been a, it's been a great conversation. And like I said, we didn't even touch on the, the we were going to talk about sexual equity and stuff like that and stuff that was uh, important to you. Yeah. And we didn't even get there, but I promise you, I promise you, we will. Another time. Part two. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you, eh? Yeah, you too. Have All a right. good day. You as well. All right, everyone, that was Kay the Chosen. If you want to learn more about him, you can go to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash Kay the Chosen. And we're going to listen to another track by him. This one's titled Fresh Freestyle. Concentrate, cause your boy got the juice And he well hung, yeah, your boy got the news They say the best things always come in twos So you can come through and be your best friend too Faux fum, I go dumb like Tom Thumb V5, the giants, I've slain some Male fans and I have a problem Cause these girls come sudden as Susan My rap ability is closer to infinity And beyond the buzz that you were all giving me So tell Andy, grab my foot and sign me Your best 